I'm interested to know, and you can go as deep or as, or as superficial as you like here, yeah, with regards to your own transition from going from, you, know, you said, a decade of pretty heavy porn addiction to you know, writing these books. What were some of the big steps in that healing journey for you, sexual healing journey? I think the big one, probably the biggest one, is I like to call them sexual illusions. And these sexual illusions are like, they're like these fluffy, energetic ball, ghost balls that reside in your body that skew your thought patterns and skew your feelings and your behaviors and your belief systems around sexual energy, around women, around men, around choices that you make in your career, around everything. Because I believe sexual energy is connected to everything. It's every, it permeates through every single facet and dynamic of how we are in life. And so the biggest transformation, if you can call it that, that I had experienced was, and I still find it today, but, but the, the, the core of it was realizing that what I was taught from religion, culture, society, movies, pornography, was not real. And I could, say, I could say it all day, oh, it's not real, it's not real, and you know, people can probably tell you it's not real, but to actually dissolve that away and realize that it wasn't real is, is, a, is completely different. And, and the way that people are as individuals is not the way that culture and society homogenizes all of them together to be the exact same person. Because today in culture, we've homogenized sexual energy. We made everyone the same sexually. It's the same sexual flavor, it's the same sexual expression, it's the same sexual feeling, it's the same interaction, different people, but it's all the same. And it's this surface level sameness that creates no depth in our sexual expression. That, where, that frankly, most people should be in sexual therapy. They have no, they should not be in sexual art or trying to create an energetic states of lovemaking at all. Most people need to identify their sexual unconsciousness first before they move into a deeper sexual consciousness with themselves or with their lover or whatever. So the biggest transformation was trying to see through the sexual illusions of our culture, of the way that we perceive sexual thought, sexual feeling, sexual energy. That was a huge changing point um, and, and really pivotal, pivotal for me to be able to gain access into my writing, into the work that I do, because I wasn't able to see what was on the other side, let alone did I have no, I had no idea there was another side to it. I just knew that this was the only thing. So that's one thing that I, at the core of it had to change for me. Yeah. Amazing. And that, uh, I don't know who came up with this expression, um, but it sounds like this you know, lifting of the veil of being like, well, here's, here's actual reality, not what you've just been fed by culture and, and pop culture and mass media and porn and Hollywood movies and books and romantic novels and all this other stuff that we base our own sex education on, right? We base our own sex, sex on, on all, all these messages that we get. And a lot of the work that I do with men particularly is, I call it uh, literacy, right? So you're just building literacy, not only media literacy and deconstructing the messages you're getting about men and what it means to be a sexual man from Hollywood movies, but also like porn literacy as well. You know, if you're going to watch porn, I, I can't be there to stop you, but if you're going to watch it, like at least know what it is that you're watching can be destruct, uh, deconstructed in your mind and you can create that yeah, create that piercing of the veil, you know, and, and be able to, to understand that it's actually like, you, like your beautiful analogy that it is a, a sexual illusion and that there is actually reality behind it. And the more you're able to embody that rather than just intellectually conceptualize it, that's where the healing is going to start to take place, right? Is when you actually go, well, there's actually my body that is, is experiencing sexuality. You know, we, we think about sex, but we actually experience sexuality in our body. And, and when we start to work on the somatic level, at least for me anyway, that's when, the, that's when change starts to happen. You know, we can do things conceptually, intellectually and rewrite those narratives, but only gets you so far, similar to what you kind of shared about talk therapy. And it's the reason why I don't practice as a counselor, as a therapist at the moment, and more as a coach is because it allows a bit more of a broader and it allows more diverse modalities, you know, bodywork modalities, for example. So, yeah, I resonate with this idea of like, yeah, we can, we can kind of shift things and talk about things and you know, deconstruct things intellectually. But as soon as we take that to a deep level and, and start feeling into our body and noticing how those things play out in our physical, in the physical realm, in our physical manifestations, that's when we think we start seeing a really deep change start to happen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. The, the, the feeling part is, the, is, is extremely important. Because our bodies are, are so deeply primal in that aspect, right? From anywhere from fear to anxiety to, you know, loving and, and, and peace and all of that. The, the feeling part is what's so critical to understand. And what culture and society does is it cuts that cord of body and mind. And it keeps you all right here. It wants to keep you all right here in your mind. And you can't connect to your body, right? Like there, there's no avenue 
to, to process through the body. Instead, everything's going straight to the mind and it's missing the connections. We're completely missing each other and ourselves. Mm-hmm.